Ho, 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 bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you had a very Merry Christmas. This is Books with Benefits. And we're back this week to talk about... A Merry Little Meet Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Normally you say that. Uh, since I'm taking this, let's see. A Merry Little Meet Cute by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. Very nice. Um... Yeah, we spent the holidays uh, just hanging out. We were actually in the same area, so that was nice, but we still haven't nice. seen each other yet. We'll see each other it's tomorrow. True. Actually, we'll we see will. each other when this drops. Um, yep. So yeah, pretty tickled, uh, but we hope you all had a happy holidays, Or and if you don't celebrate Christmas, then hope you had a good time doing whatever you do, you're doing. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Merry Little Miku. We have... Some interesting things to say about it, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome back, you slutty elves. warning. This podcast is not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following is the Goodreads summary for Merry Little Meat Cute. B. Hobbs, aka Bianca Von Honey, has a successful career as a plus-size adult film star. With a huge following and two supportive moms, B. couldn't ask for more. But when B.'s favorite producer casts her to star in a Christmas movie he's making for the squeaky clean Hope Channel, B's career is about to take a more family-friendly direction. <laughs> Forced to keep her work as Bianca under wraps, B quickly learns this is a task a lot easier said than done. Though it all becomes worthwhile when she discovers her co-star is none other than childhood crush Nolan Shaw, an ex-boy band member in desperate need of a career rehab. Nolan's promised his bulldog manager to keep it zipped up on set, and he will if it means he'll be able to pro provide a more stable living situation for his sister and mom. But things heat up quickly in <laughs> Christmas Notch, Vermont, when Nolan realizes his new co-star from her Closed Doors account, oh yeah, he's a member. Now <laughs> B and Nolan are sneaking off for quickies on set, keeping their new relationship a secret from the Hope Channel's uh, executives. Things only get trickier when the reporter, whose torpedo Nolan's singing career, comes snooping around and takes an instant interest in mysterious newcomer B. And if B and Nolan can't keep their off-camera romance behind the scenes, then this merry little meet-cute might end up on the cutting room floor. Dun-dun-dun! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no true content warnings for this one, so we just figured we'd let you guys know on that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so let's give some ratings for this one. It was an interesting one for the holiday season. I think it was a – we'll talk about that. Um, but, okay, what do you, what'd you give well, to it overall? Yeah. I've been hearing a lot of things about this book. Right. I feel like it's pretty buzzy right now, at yes. least in terms of, like, holiday – for sure. And it's supposed to be like a little smutty. Um, I gave it a whopping two stars. <laughs> <laughs> I 
gave it a 2.5. 2.5. Hey, you know, we're always within like 0.5 of each other. And also, I I was just telling Jay to this. I have only ever given seven books five stars. So honestly, a two isn't that bad. Like one is bad. Two is just. One is bad. Two is like, I didn't enjoy it. Three is like solid. Like. That was good. Now four right. is pro- is probably like the average person's five. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like five is your holy grail. Holy grail. Yeah. Okay. What do you give it for smut? Um. So, I gave it a two point five. I did too. Um, there is smut in this book. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. We'll so, talk about yeah, it. We'll talk about that. Um, fluff. What'd you give it? I gave it a two. I also gave it a two. Damn. Um, it, I don't know, it gives me the, this book gives me the vibes of, uh, a normal rom-com fluffy book, but just like with some spice thrown in. This is literally like if you were reading or watching a, like a Hallmark movie, but you just had some on-screen porn thrown in there occasionally. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. I agree. That's a... That's a good description of this book. Yeah. Um, what do you give it for plot? Okay, plot I gave it a 2.5. I also did. Wow. Um, because I I think that the like the idea of the plot is there. Right, it's a good one. Yeah. Um like it's it truly is like this girl and she wants to go film this Hallmark movie and she's right. a porn star and the co-star is like teen crush idol pop star. I have a little bit to say about that later, but <laughs> but yeah, I would say if you this is for people who if you liked, let's see, if you liked it happened one summer by Tessa Bailey, if you liked Icebreaker mm, by yeah. I don't remember who wrote that. No, me either. But it's the hockey one. If you like those kind of books, I think you would like this. I agree. So I've only ever read one of those kinds of books. Well, I feel like Icebreaker I read, but I haven't read a whole lot. But I, I agree. I think it's in the same planet. Yeah, it's that same kind of fluffy romance, and there's, like, some smut in it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that being said, if you're going to read this book, uh, pause the podcast now because we're about to get into spoilers, um, and then come back after this little quick bop and we'll talk about some more. <laughs> Books. Okay, so we're going to talk about the plot of this book real quick, which Cassidy just gave a pretty thorough summary of basically everything that happens in the book, <laughs> but we'll just dive right into it real quick for you. Um, so the beginning of this book starts out with good old Teddy. I think that's his name, right? Yeah. Teddy, yeah. Um, so Teddy is the like the producer of not only this porn company, but he's also, um, and it is, I will say, an ethical porn company which, yeah he's a good one for which, yeah he's a good one he's company, a real yeah. one we love teddy so um teddy 
is trying to expand his portfolio and he's doing this Hallmark movie. Okay. So at the beginning. For the Hope channel. Right. For the Hope channel. Basically Hallmark. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he is, you know, doing this movie or whatever. And the book starts out that the lead actress has like gotten ill and bad things have happened. Basically went to Coachella and got like poisoning from. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) That stuff that people drink yes um <laughs> i for ayahuasca ayahuasca yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i was like is that how you say that um and so several members of the crew also experienced this issue so and her name was winnie i kind of would have liked it if the main yeah, character's, the main name, was character's winnie, name was but... winnie um yeah cassidy's dog's name is winnie um <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's fucked up that like, <laughs> we wish the we wish the main character's name was winnie um but so, yeah, she gets sick, and Teddy has to find a replacement, so he calls good old B. Hobbs, um, or well, technically, Bianca Von Honey, because yeah. she's a porn star, and she's, mind you, plus-size porn star. You go, girl. Um, yep. and on her OnlyFans. Yeah, on her OnlyFans, a.k.a. closed doors. Um, <laughs> so, she's got a lot of stuff going on, but she's also looking to expand her portfolio and kind of grow as an actress, like, outside of porn. So he calls her. She's like, sure, I'll do it, um, even though filming is over Christmas. That's so sad. Um, and she has mm-hmm. two wonderful moms, which is also mm-hmm. a nice point for this book. Um, mm-hmm. So that being said, she go- goes to do the movie, and she figures out who the other co-star is. And it is Nolan Shaw, or Nolan Kowalczyk, as you figure out later. <laughs> Everyone's got six <laughs> names in this book. But... Um, so you figure out Nolan was like uh, the pop icon for B and yeah. when she was younger and now I was envisioning still. like someone from One Direction. Well, I was kind of yeah, I guess it was kind of before my time, but I was kind of imagining like Justin Timberlake, but Justin Timberlake, Jesus Christ. Okay. I mean, yeah, no, it's fine, nonetheless. <laughs> so they go and they film this movie, and as soon as Nolan sees B, he's like, "Holy shit, that's the porn star I watch!" And it's like this, like. Yeah, Explo- mind explosion. But they're all trying. They're both trying to keep their acts clean because no one, none of the producers or other directors know that she's a porn star, right? Other than Teddy and like some and, of the crew know. Yeah, some of the crew knows, and he's trying to keep his act clean because he had this whole big scandal, which I Turns think out was, to not be a scandal. I mean, even that scandal is like, is that real life? I mean, who would get canceled because of something like right, that? Actually, it'd probably be like power to the people. And it was well. The do... scandal was like he ended up kind of had an orgy with like some Olympic sports people, and then <laughs> uh, I don't it, that we don't need to get into that. But <laughs> <laughs> so he's here because he's trying to like you know get his career going, and right, he wants to be able to support like his mom and sister and stuff on the Hope Channel. Yeah, so they're both. They don't want any scandals going on around. Right, us. right. So that being said, he like sees her and he's like, "God damn, that makes my dick hard." And then uh, he's like, got my fucking dick. I got to go use this fucking gingerbread lotion all over my dick <laughs> really right now. Does. He really does. It so, fucking ruined. I don't even like gingerbread scented things, but that really but fucking really ruined it for done me. Us in. Yeah, we can't smell that at Bath and Body this weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah, remind me, no gingerbread scents. Um, so, yeah. So like a dick hole burn. I, don't, I feel like it would. He's got to have a yeast That can't be good for your Is he okay? dick hole. Like. Do we need to talk? Does he like the pain? And the fact that he had to hide it from himself. What the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) I was like addicted to it. 
I, I love that you go to like AA and you're like, I'm addicted to gingerbread lotion on my dick. <laughs> it's spicy. <laughs> it's spicy. Okay. Um, nonetheless. Um, yeah. So they film this movie. There's a bunch of like things that happen. Um, they go to a strip club. This girl, the stripper or like the dancer. I don't know the proper term for what she does, but um, she takes a selfie with them. Told you that was going to come back around. It really did. It came back to bite them right in the ass. <laughs> and then she couldn't keep it um, in her phone, and she's, like, sending it to people. And then this guy, Dominic Diamond, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, um, he's just an asshole. God, the, the names in this book are cracking me up right now. Anyway, um, Nolan is, like, the only one with a normal name. Anyway. None of these people have normal Angel, names. Angel, like, what? None of them are their real names. That's no, the they all got, like, fake names and, like, pretend names and... Um, just ones they use for acting and things and porn and all all of that. But so that being said, they film the movie and they're like kind of falling for each other, and then they start fucking, and then yep. they do be fucking in secret, and no one knows, and then someone figures out, and then explosion. Yeah, really, most of the book you're just waiting for someone to figure out that. You know they've been fucking and that she's a porn star, right? Like, that- <laughs> that's kind of that's yeah. You're just kind of waiting on the balls to drop. You know what I'm saying, yeah. brother? And um, then he ends up, you know, apologizing to her on like national television, and then that's kind of the end of the book, right? There is a cute little <laughs> epilogue from Teddy's point of view, which is nice. Yeah, um, it was a it was a good little closure point, but nonetheless, oh yeah, and Dominic Diamond, of course, that motherfucker comes back to get him, and, yeah. And then Nolan's like, I'm not letting you talk shit about me or my mama on TV, and then. <laughs> So, yeah. So. Nonetheless. <laughs> nonetheless. That's turned into your new catchphrase. Really because I can't say weirdly enough without you making fun of me. <laughs> so now it's not. I'm done. I'm, I can't have anything in my vocabulary, people. She harasses me. I can't have me. anything. Just take it out of my vocab. I'm done talking forever. The podcast <laughs> is canceled right here. Um, uh, I was about to say it again. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay. But, yeah. So that's about the plot of the book. Um, okay. I guess then we'll start with my gripes with this book. Okay. We got some um, gripes. I think that the plot is extremely lacking for what it could have been. Right. Like it's so much potential. I think that I I feel like it was trying way too hard to be so inclusive and be so socially relevant right yeah i agree with that because almost every almost every character in this book had something like they were i mean either like gay or bi and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that i just think it's kind of unrealistic that every character in this book the main characters the side characters right they all got something so many of them have something going on. I think and maybe like Teddy is like the least problematic human in the book. Yeah, but, he's he's pretty chill, but also he's not always there. But um, I do think I agree that it's not. And even with like the the plus, like her being plus sized, I I felt like there was a lot of commentary on kind of like, oh well. I'm always, like I'm always fat shamed. I'm always like I feel like she said that so much, and then and it, there were no I mean, instances. There of wasn't it. any of it in the book, which, which I, I thought there but... there would be though for her to like 
to reference. For there to be real commentary on. Right. You can't right. have all this commentary without there not being a scene in the book right. to have the commentary on. And I do Then it's just like us talking about sh- just... Sh- just talking, blowing out your ass or something. <laughs> like... <laughs> Don't smoke a mass about being fat. But bitch, how do I know if you're fat if you can't tell me about one time that you've been fucking called out for being fat i live that life bitch i I mean like it it really it's real i mean i think that it's frustrating because it's i mean i live this life i know what it's like and so when it comes down to like the commentary on things just like Cass was saying it's if it's not there's not something to reference yeah and i feel like a lot of the commentary seemed very like unrealistic at least for me in my own kind of experiences but like okay i would have loved to have seen when she flew to the location that i just went through this the location (laughs) that she had to go to for filming i would have loved to have seen b need a seatbelt extender on the plane because Mm. girl i know that we are not fitting in economy class without a seatbelt extender let me just tell you bitch because i (laughs) (laughs) also though i mean like, there, there are so many, re- like, she would make the comments about what it's like living as a bigger person. But then, say, like, Nolan, for example, when he would describe her, it was sh- maybe, like, curvy, you know? Right. Like, he never, like, no one ever really described her as being, like very plus-sized right right and there wasn't like the the little nuances that i think a lot of books with plus-size like main characters often have like like that you know they talk about what their stomach looks like or that it's soft or things like that and i think that that reference makes me feel better as a plus-size human but i think it also makes it a little more well written because it gives you a better perspective it does it's not just surface level like comparing okay so I'm not saying you can't be confident and be plus-sized. Because a good example of, like, it being well-written is, like, Deceived by the Gargoyles by Lillian Lark. Very, very Now, she is plus-sized, and she is very confident. But it's written, like, real. Right, and... and Like, no one's confident all the time, and, like, we still struggle. And it actually shows, I mean, her getting, I mean, put... Put down because of it. Put down because of it so many things happen in that book where this one is just like she's like ah ha 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 come take a picture of my pussy for my only fans and then it just so happened to also be plus size but i'm really not gonna tell you about it because i don't know how to yeah um also so that that aside i mean that that part of the book i could have i could have dealt with right yeah um the fucking uh, ver- how the how the sex scenes are described in this book not my favorite i've never had so much fucking ick in my life uh oh uh oh cass got the ick cass got the ick Ma- bro he literally said let me play with your your pretty little panties bitch what the fuck is that is <laughs> <laughs> that so gross one I don't love, I don't, I'm not one of those that gets like major ick with the word panties, but you can't say, let me play with your pretty little panties. Mm-mm. That sounds, I don't want to say what that sounds like. But, <laughs> but not good. Not good. 
I will say too, on top of that, um, one other gripe I had with this book, and we've kind of we've briefly touched on this because we read it a little while ago now, but um, so the moment of like when B realizes that Nolan knows who she is. Oh, now. I understand for, like, people who work in the porn industry, when someone says they know who you are, like, it's probably kind of, I mean, obviously you just kind of, like, grin and bear it. I mean, it's probably like, oh, okay, you've probably seen a lot of me that most humans have not. But it's not even just, like, Nolan uses her porn name. Uses her porn name. a section like a sexual their first like sexual interaction and she doesn't bat an eye like she gives like a look and he's like oh shit and then afterwards she's just like okay i thought that was gonna be a big like point in the book where we were gonna have to like work through this and she's just kind of like no she just she really doesn't even have a lot of internal commentary about it no no because i thought there was bound to be something like oh my god i can't believe you've seen my pussy like yeah like (laughs) she doesn't even really think about like oh man he's like seen my videos and never in the that's really never talked about again never brought up and then later on he'd even messaged her on the fucking OnlyFans app I know so that was like a big gripe for me because I was it gave me the ick because I was like girl you're really not gonna say nothing like I would have at least made a joke no you didn't care and And then then also I knew that the it was gonna be there was gonna be the blow up that kind of happened like Mm -hmm. it was pretty obvious that that was gonna happen and I feel like there's so many other things that could have came up instead of Nolan just having to answer his goddamn phone. Like, if he answers that phone one more time, what are we doing? Do we Give it to someone else. Give it to someone else. You do. I mean, of and, course, they Oh, I forgot. Issue, this is one of my... I forgot. This is one of my grapes. Um, this is not, like, a fucking Christmas book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I wanted it to at least... Okay, we've read Ice Planet Barbarians after this, and it gave me more of a Christmas feel than this did. So, just... Yeah. So, just... It's... Soak that I in. mean, there are... The only... I mean, this is what makes it Christmas. The gingerbread lotion. <laughs> and the little town they're in, and maybe... The town the that they're in, the names of the buildings... And some of the things they do while they're there. And, like... Yeah, but it's really not very Christmassy at all. This was not full send Christmas at all. I mean, they could have at least decorated a tree or something. <laughs> like, they like next to nothing. There was like an ice skating scene and like a couple other small things. There was snow, but like there was. I just didn't feel. Cr- I mean, I guess like there is the atmosphere there. If you want something Christmassy, but just not that Christmassy. That's true. That's true. Like, I if you just if want enough, a yeah. very light Christmas vibe. Set in Christmas time, but not really Christmassy. Like, I guess you just think, like, I guess behind the scenes of a Hallmark movie, it's not going to be that Christmassy, you know? I know, but I want it to be. I know. I wanted it to be, too. Damn. And, um, so I love reading in books the different terms uh, oh, people use for parts oh no and especially like so many different books call like girls clit something different button that's they never button nub yeah this one 
Yeah, this one. Needy button. Needy button? Oh, God. Needy button. Needy button. Her her needy button. Oh, Jesus. A needy button. What's it doing? Saying, please touch me. Please. (laughs) And, yeah, the sensitive nub is a a big one. That one's so bad. It's not a nub. Like, what? They never call it this very rare. I don't know. They rarely call it a clit ever. But I like it better when they do. Yeah, I don't like needy button. What the hell is that? I, I don't mind. Now, this one's kind of funny. It's kind of eclectic, but I don't mind bundle of nerves. That one I've read a few times. Mm, yeah, I don't mind that one as much either. That one's okay. Yeah. There's another one, but I, I it's not coming to my mind right now that I've recently read. Um, I haven't been reading a lot of... Uh, I've been reading a lot of gay boy books recently. Lots of gay shit. Y'all just wait. We have so many gay boy books coming up. Oh my god. Yeah, we're we're flying through them right now. Back to back to back. We'll we'll, we'll tell you about those here at the end of this one, so you guys can get (laughs) hype with us and read them. Um, Okay, I'd like to talk about Nolan's character. Okay. Um, I think out of all the characters in the book, he has a lot of depth um, as a character. He's been through a lot, obviously. Um, losing a dad, kind of having to be a figure in his household, um, and then taking yeah. care of his mom and sister. Um, He's the most interesting character in the book. Right, I definitely agree. Um, and I like his interactions with his former bandmates. I think that those really show, even at the end when he's um, kind of going out of his way to see one of the bandmates that's going through a pretty tough time, um, I think that that says a lot too about Nolan's character because like even though they haven't talked in like what months he's like he just shows up there because he knows that he probably needs him um and I do like that I think something it like his character did well or the writing did well is showing that I mean he was a former I mean celebrity basically but how I mean it truly like it's real like you can be a celebrity and then not be one and not have any money Right, and, and he's people like, kind of back like, to and your one. name is still attached to all these big things, and people still love you, but it's not real. Like, he still has you don't have you still have to pay bills, yeah, you still yeah. have to do all these things. And he, it also kind of shows a side like of his mother. So his mother is bipolar, right? Um, yeah, and she is kind of going through some changes with medication and kind of get balanced out on things like that. And it does kind of show that, like, those things aren't always smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and even and if they're not, there can be things that, like, obviously would interfere with other people's lives, like, when those things kind of go awry. Um, so I think that that was a really good, uh, like, plot line in the book. Um, and it did kind of show, too, how important his family was to him just overall. So that was a nice little tidbit. Um, I did want to talk, since you just brought up where he was, a, like, a former band member, mm-hmm. um, I know we mentioned briefly that Nolan was, like, B's, like, Justin Timberlake or, you know, One yeah. Direction member. <clears throat> Does anyone else find it weird? <laughs> is it weird? Am I, is it just me? Is it weird? Does it feel kind of like fanfic? <laughs> and I don't hate fanfic. Trust me, I love it. But it gave it. I vibes. I mean, it's really not. I mean, the fact that like he is this 
old pop star. She was obsessed with him. He watches her only. F- I mean, on- that is the most unbelievable thing I've ever heard my whole life. Right. Like, I just, I the whole time I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my it, God. it does read as kind of, I mean, it reads as a fucking Hallmark movie, I guess. So what do you <laughs> expect? I mean, you're right. <laughs> like, you wanted a Hallmark movie and that's what you got. Like, that- <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want the Hallmark movie. I didn't want the Hallmark movie. Um, <laughs> I wish it was fluffier. <laughs> I do too. wish it was a lot fluffier. Like, I, I especially they both are like mean. this very much insta love, but you don't. They don't ever talk about why they even like each other. No. I mean, they both just have always like I guess fantasized about each other, <laughs> and now it's like, ooh, hell Ooh, yeah, give me that, <laughs> give me that Nolan Shaw smolder. <laughs> And he's like, let me see that pretty little pussy. (laughs) He really is, though. I mean, Uh, there are a couple scenes that I do like. um, I don't like the scene as a whole, but I liked where it was trying to go. Um, Like when he was helping her get ready for, like, like put on the outfit for the scene that she had to be in. Yeah. I kind of like that. that interaction that you know he was there for her and helping her like get ready except for the sex scene in that yeah not good that was one of the weirdest sex scene this is okay in this scene this is the their first sexual interaction also that's literally why i just said i like the the premise and so they start you know fucking around he's like kind of like i mean dry humping her basically yeah like she's like kind of sitting on the table i guess and then, I mean, gets his dick out. He has his dick out. And then she pulls. I think she's already fucking gotten off at this point or something. Someone has. I think she did. And then she pulls her panties to the side, right? I mean, we have bare dick, bare pussy. <laughs> like, what do you time. expect is going to happen? About to fuck. He's going to stick it in. That's <laughs> what normal people. But no, he just keeps rubbing up through her, her pussy folds. And like, just keeps dry humping her till he gets off. And then he says her porn name. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, this girl has seen it all. She has been. And she has had porn. some of the, I'm sure has had some of the best dick, has had all this all shit. It, and now yeah. she's over here like, yeah, I want to be dry humped with when I like literally presented him my fine pussy with my, with my pussy on a platter and he said no it was so i i re- like reread that part like multiple times to make sure that i like didn't miss something no i don't think no. i did unless you read it and say oh he definitely stuck it in i don't think he did i don't think he did no because i listened to part of it and then i read i had the physical book so i was like reading along and yeah no also, the narrator for Nolan. I'm sorry, honey. That does not sound how I thought he was going to sound. Even I actually didn't mind. I really... He sounds a little bit like um, the dad from Rick and Morty. Oh, goddamn. Why'd you not point that out a little sooner? If if you listen to that, I he sounds a lot like that voice actor. Well, and I don't hate the voice actor. I just think he did, in my mind, he didn't fit Nolan. Yeah. I thought Nolan would sound like Justin Timberlake. And did you like that little um, oh, no. scene? What? I don't want to know where this is going. Okay. That at the very end, and we had, of course, we had to get a little, a little butthole scene with him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
she she just had to do it and that i <laughs> this that's kind of no listen i love playing with buttholes i love is we really like we love those scenes but i almost felt like and i okay i know this might seem wrong when i'm saying this but i feel like it was put in there because nolan is supposed to be bi right right yes i could see that and everything like scenes like that i mean people having like random mental health issues people with this people with that i'm like this seems crazy to me. Yeah, it is. It was, yeah. It was and kind I, of out of place. And I mean, they, of course, they had to make, you know, Nolan buy. <laughs> they had to make his mom bipolar. And, they, and, Brie, and Brie, B had to have two moms. Brie has two moms. B, the B, the B director and the, the writer are two females together. Right. I don't know if they're lesbians. They could be bi, but we just don't they know. they could be something. It just seemed some of it seemed forced, is what I'm right. saying. And then there's like eclectic gay men throughout the book, like Ev- all the gay men, all all, all the, all the staff, man. all the crew are gay. Gay, gay men, <laughs> gay men, gay men. And I mean, and I love me gay men. I love gay but, men, but yes, I don't know. And I guess it's because like. I don't like the stereotype of, especially, I feel like they do this with guys, especially all the time. And it makes me, I don't like it that like, oh, he's bi, he, you have to be able to, I mean, give him butt stuff for him to be satisfied. For him to be happy. Yeah. And I don't think, obviously that's not the case. And, and I don't feel like that's what's, I'm not saying that's what's happening in this book. That's just a different conversation. Also, I feel like. The name Bianca Von Honey just makes me laugh anytime I hear it out loud. And it was B Hobbs, Bianca. Those were, it was over and over in the book. I heard it so well because I listened to the audiobook too. Over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. Why are we always saying first and last names? Let's I do think too that I, I had read a um, Goodreads review that pointed this out. The cover of this one. Is so misleading. The cover of the book is adorable. It's oh yeah, the cover is adorable. Um, but, but that's kind of what I'm saying. With it happened one summer and Icebreaker and this one, all of those covers look very similar, and all of those books give me the same vibes. Yeah, it's it's a genre. I don't know what the name, the genre. I don't know what the name of it is. Also, this is. book was really long it was longer than it needed to be for sure and i think that um so i was thinking about it earlier because Cass had never heard the term meet cute before no um, before we picked up this book because we were in person together when we picked it up and um i uh i was like trying to explain to her what a meet cute was there was no meet cute in this book so i'm sorry in advance Cass, because this was not a meet cute okay i know well that's kind of what i was thinking like isn't they already were aware of each other before this even happened. And the premise of the whole, um, like, the the movie they're in, what the actual fuck? It's hardly talked about. There's a Christmas witch, and she's like, I'm going to send you back in time. And then... <laughs> 
I need that the voice one more time for the podcast, please? And what was that? Can you tell me what she said? Ah, anyway, and then uh, I remix that shit and put it in right here. I'm gonna send you back in time. Okay, thank you. Now I have that capability with her new software, so I'm about to remix oh and put it in. Oh my god. Uh, but the whole thing just I there's there was a lot um I I think it's frustrating to as a fat person like I'm 100% into like body positivity, inclusion, diversity, all of that. But yeah. it it felt like we were beating the reader over the head and then like it wasn't that they could just say that the character is fat and then move on. Um, and I feel like, like any author that's plus size or fat or whatever, you know, however you want to label it should know that. Um, and let me say this too. So one of the authors is the same author who wrote Dumplin' and we love Dumplin'. I think I didn't read the book, but I, I watched either, the movie. But I watched the movie, and, and I so think good. the movie is a really good representation. Right, and I cried like a little bitch in that movie. It's so good. I know. So I don't know. I have heard though that a lot of people don't aren't like a huge fan of the Dumplin' book, but I don't know if it's like a writing conflict because I mean, like Sierra Simone, she writes. Um, I'm almost. I think she's the one who wrote Priest. Yeah. Um yeah, which I've read probably, Priest I think that's and right. it, I think she also wrote like Sinner. Yep, Priest and Sinner. Um can we just also take a second to um acknowledge I didn't put this together. I had just read Goodreads reviews um a while back before we did this and Nolan's ringtone is his own song from the band. Is that is it it's all weird it's all everything so many i mean i was just reading this like what in the hell i i would say probably the first 25 percent of this book i i was like kind of into it bro i'm i even just now pulled up (laughs) some of these good reviews read some of them one star i would rather eat coal than subject myself to listening to or reading this book again and then this says the setting itself is fucking annoying i'm all for holiday themed town but there's a north pole strip club with a stripper called prancer i just cannot believe this story is meant to be taken seriously oh god oh god i and know here's, and and this my, this girl uh, let me give her some credit angie i don't does she want her name on a podcast? Angie C. I, I'm not going to say her last name, but she left a public Goodreads review, so I'm reading it out loud, girl. Um, but she says, um, not only is she number three, her number three on her list, um, the way Nolan is constantly objectifying B during his inner dialogue made me want to punch him in the face. Okay, word, girl. And then yeah. her number four, oh God, this is bad. And the smut was cringe and the sex scenes are written so clunkily. I legit can't believe this was meant to be taken seriously. Um, and then she put some quotes. Her wet arousal coated my fingertips as I searched for the tight well between her legs and then skimmed back up to the needy button at the top. There it is, guys. There it is. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry, but please refrain from referring to her vagina as a well and her clit as a button. And God. Then this one, she was slippery wet enough to glisten from the light of the Christmas tree in the corner. Oh my God. 
<laughs> I guess there's your Christmas. Oh, God. Then- I'm reading this other review, and, I mean, they didn't like it. But I think that they made a couple good points that I actually wasn't thinking of. Like, one, how much he's constantly sexualized her. Constantly. And, I mean, I know that's where and- he knows her from, but still... I know, and well, and I said this to you whenever I was reading. I was like, I hate it when books portray, and I think this sends a really wrong message, especially whenever it's a male character, and they constantly think in their head, like, oh, I can't control myself. I can hardly control myself. Like, right, right. Like, you're an adult. Come on. You're an adult. You can always control yourself, especially yes. in a sexual situation. Are you fucking kidding me? Wait, also, <laughs> do we need to, like, call someone? Are you a predator? Do we need to, And like- she and this commenter made this, like, thing and how he always refers to her as her porn name in his head when he's thinking. Oh. And I never really thought it. Like, sure that that's what you'd seen, but, like, I think it would have been good to use her real name. Like, right. To switch and instead of like just one. her porn name because it's another mm. way of like you know he's sexualizing well, her i i completely agree some of these and some of these reviews are right on the nose um it's funny too because and like right here based on the cover i was looking forward to a sweet holiday rom-com this wasn't quite that and this makes a good point too i don't know i haven't really read a whole lot of um the author's other stuff but like this girl says like i love julie murphy and sierra simone's writing but i i almost wonder if the combination made it clunky um yeah like they had a hard time maybe kind of coming to terms with what they were looking for i'm not sure but it was also this one girl so there's a lot of talk in the book about the toys and like lube and things that like Oh, my God, the sugar cookie lube. Yeah, that she carries with her, like, just because she's a porn star. Because, like, I'm a porn star, so, like, I got to have these on hand. Right, and it says, and so they they didn't use any of them. (laughs) And and there's, like, there's a line between being proud, you know, body positivity, being, like, proud of your sexuality, and then going on this other side of just, like, I mean, even if you are, you are still aware. Right. You're aware of what that looks like. You're you know aware of how you're acting you're aware of what other people might think right and there are still things that are appropriate and not appropriate no matter how confident you are absolutely you like, hit the nail on the head with that brother i don't think it like sure she is doing this but it's not i wouldn't think it would be super appropriate to be filming basically porn videos while you are on set at this hallmark movie that you are trying to make work right and that you're trying to like separate yourself from like you're trying to separate from and i'm i i'm not saying i love porn that's That's like not what i'm saying but it i think that this book can bring up a lot of good commentary from people reading it but not what the book wanted to say (laughs) right yeah it just didn't work that way oh with that being said though i still feel like there's an audience of people who are going to really like this book right there there are a lot of good reviews on goodreads too that people enjoyed it so i don't i mean you do what you want to do i mean i think i think this this might sound i feel like there's that age group of people who were probably a little bit older than us yep yeah and now that I'm not being ageist. <laughs> no. But but I get what you're saying. Like yeah. 
And I do feel like they maybe haven't explored as much, like, smut that we have. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm still, like, basically a newbie, but I just read a lot of crazy shit because you make me read it, but... Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely agree. I think it is that, that age group that's a little older than us. They maybe like the, the rom-com type style a little more. The, yeah, definitely rom-com. The more surface level um, relationships. Like, I think a lot of that is is valid for this book. Um but yeah, I do think, and like we talked about Dumplin', like as a movie, I love the movie, and I know a lot of people who love the book. So like, obviously, yeah. there are other things that by this author that people love too. So or by one of the authors, but um, I don't know. And I will say the the scenes in Priest are are like they're good, like the sex scenes. I really do just wonder if it was a combination of writing styles that made it. Difficult. I I think that that was probably. A part of it and also I, I mean I wonder how your style would change like if you're writing a sex scene for a different genre of book like if you think you need to use language right, to do that different goes along with that right. where I wish that she would just use normal language instead of in this setting yeah I agree yeah. and I think it would have made the book a lot better too and I think there was some unnecessary stuff that didn't need to be there yeah but overall, I think the book, you know, if that's your style and you like those kind of books, then read the yeah, book. Yeah, the cover's really cute. And it is. The, yeah, the cover's adorable. Maybe we'll, we'll post a, a story with it on there or something, but uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> after this. I'm sorry in advance, Julie and Sierra. We just, it wasn't our thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Julie, I haven't read your books, but Sierra, I've read some of yours. And I will say, I like them more than this one. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, obviously there's an audience for this one. It's, I mean, there are some holiday things in it. So if you're looking for any kind of sprinkle of Christmas, then that's in here for you. Um, and I do think there are, are, are good moments in the book. There are some yeah. funny, funny little scenes. I think happen. reading it physically might be a little bit better than the audiobook too. Well, because I had a, I didn't have a great audiobook experience. I tried that. Each. <laughs> bitch i've been it guys i finished this audiobook like the second half of the book on two times speed she's a a, a nightmare a nightmare a terror i learned i have a new superpower if yeah she does curious. have a superpower and it's terrifying and it makes you want to throw up because now she's and here's the th thing that i learned it sounds scary when you first start well i don't recommend two times i ended up doing two times because i needed to get done with it Word. but 1.5 easy Oh my god, you're amazing. because and you just need to start listening, and it's going to sound scary at first. But just give yourself time. <laughs> just keep sound listening, scary and it is scary. And your brain catches up, like it it grabs it. I don't know if. I've and then if you go to normal it. speed, it'll it'll sound like they're talking like <laughs> this. You're the worst. I okay. We need to we need to tell them about the next couple weeks because we haven't posted anything about what's coming up. We're doing a monster fucking marathon. Yeah. Well, bitches. yeah, I guess so. The next one. The next one is monster. Is the monsters. next one's monster. The next and next and next and next monster. Okay, hang on. So next we have Ice Planet <laughs> Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. I yeah. had never read that book. Cass had, so we read it um, for our upcoming podcast for next week. But then we're getting mm -hmm. into a series um, which. You guys are going to have to buckle in because we are invested. 
Um, it's been a while since we found a series that we both liked and got invested in like this. Yeah. But we took the first book and we literally jumped in with both feet. So, um, so the series is by Lily Main. Um, it's the Monstrous series. Yeah. Um, and the, the first, first book, book, Soul Eater. Yep. First book is Soul Eater. And then, um, so we'll kind of go from there. But you guys buckle in. They're really good. We love them so far. And, like, I will say, in general, it's not my favorite. And, I mean, there are so many series like this. But where each book, you know, follows different people all in the same world. I I have a hard time with that because I get attached to people. And so I'm like, oh, the next one, oh, the next one. But these ones, I'm, like, ready to go. I'm ready to go to the Me next too. one. I'm ready to go to the next one. And it, it they're they are really good, and, and we they're, all talking, yeah, they're all gay. They're all monster them, gay. All gay. <laughs> and we love gay, and we love monsters. And so, I'm these are my first gay like monster. Me too. Books. Look at us. Well, I I mean one uh, maybe, but these I ones feel for like real. Deceived by gargoyles have has a little bit of gay monster, but that is oh. so. Oh but yeah, I see. But that. I, don't, I wouldn't call them like real gay, like not real gay, like like actually just gay because i think they're bisexual because they or okay how about like a human and a monster okay yeah i haven't read yeah yeah no none of that um so very exciting things coming up so you guys just get ready if you want to read those with us there's a reading list on lily main's website um that lets you know the reading order of which to read these things in and so (laughs) sorry i'm on like crackhead energy mode right now i really (laughs) love these books um (laughs) So go to her website, check out the reading list, because that's the order we're going to read them in. Um, yeah. And so... I figure we'll do a podcast on each book and lump together some... Some of the shorts. Of the shorts. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So you're... We're going to get, like, over a month of these... <laughs> these <laughs> unless we decide we're done with it at some point, but... I mean, I think we're pretty invested right now. I'm feeling pretty invested. And one good thing um, about these books is even though, like, you were talking about, they are about different characters... They um they still bring back some of the other characters and I love that. Yeah, the other characters are pretty prevalent. And like I like that they're they all have very different personalities, which I think sometimes can get lost with these types of series. Right. Like I where agree. they kinda all start to sound similar. But I think these people are very different. So I'm excited. I'm in the second book. Cassidy just finished it, so um, yeah, I'm getting ready to start the third one. I'm excited. I'm gonna finish this tonight because I also want to start the third one. Um, so we'll dive into those in a couple weeks, but next, uh, we'll talk about Ice Planet Barbarian. So if you're going to be here for that, stick around and we'll talk to you guys next week. Talk to you beautiful bitches later. Bye.